And it's another show. And another week. And this is Moments with Mika. And Rick. And guess what, y'all? I'm ready. I came with my fun facts. I'm excited. No, this is ridiculous facts. My facts is fun. And people like it. So if you ever thought about... What color is the universe? Because you know we have to have a color. Okay, raise your hand. How many people has ever thought about the color of the universe? I heard everyone raise their hand, (laughs) so I'm going to give you the answer. The answer is cosmic latte. So if anybody ever asks you what color the universe is, we're cosmic latte. Fun facts of the day with Mika. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, But to start it off, I want to say, again, happy birthday to my dad. He just turned 50. Happy birthday. September 20th, yes. Well, he's like an old man now. Yeah, he, 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 he old, you know, 50, yeah, he, he is going to square up. <laughs> 50 is a new 30, so congratulations so what on is 30? that. 30? 30 is a new 21. So you're not born yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously in the face it looks like I haven't been born yet, because everyone keep on thinking I'm 17. Well, I got carded the other day, and I don't know how. Mm. Oh, matter of fact, it was over here at your little speedway. Uh-huh. Carded me. Aw. Hello, Rick Rick. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Well, it's a great week. We have a great show. It's a lot of stuff that we want to talk about, sunshines. So rise and shine. You know, get the dust off the side of your eye. And the sit crust. back and... Yeah. So, um, we on Kid Watch. Uh, now we... We're at doctor's appointments every week and, you know, a lot more. So, ready for the kid to go on, get out here. And uh, got a couple other projects that's on their way. That's awesome. Well, we're gonna... I'm excited for you. Well, I'm, I'm terrified. I'm about to be in charge of somebody's life. I got to teach them stuff. They got to look to me as a superhero. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. But, um... <laughs> We're definitely going to get on top of it. But um, let's go ahead, take a minute, and then uh, we'll be back with this beautiful episode. So, we're back. And I just want to throw this out here that um, I really wasn't supposed to be doing the show today. I know I was supposed to take a break, and everybody's been saying that. Um, but as many of you know, that my show is my baby, and I will not let anything stop me from doing my show even if I'm my, my fever is over 100 I'm still going to do my show we were actually supposed to have guests for this show don't really know what happened but we're going to make this show happen whether or not ain't that right Rick you're stubborn That's I'm what not it stubborn is. I'm, I'm stubborn. real I'm, I'm really real if I have to use my last energy on my show that's exactly what I'm going to do because when you really um, when you really love something and when it's your passion, you're not going to let anything stop me. So this flu isn't going to stop me. Um, you are going to take the lead role in this. But I just kind of want to clear it up when, um, if people ask, you know, why my energy is so low. It's because I'm really, really sick. I've been sick all week. So I wanted to well, throw that out there. So we're going to let you conserve some of that energy. And <laughs> we're going to d- dive right into the topic then. Um, so this week there were some tweets that went out. Uh, by our President Trump uh, saying that the Democrats were supporting uh, abortion after birth. Now, this triggered us to go ahead and take a look at that bill to see exactly what was going on and uh, why would he say that? Because it just didn't sound right, um, abortion after birth. 
Um, but in this process, uh, we also looked up uh, a little bit uh, of the statistics of, birth, uh, of abortion. Uh, a few of those being that, um, you know, 37 or 37 states require parental involvement before a minor obtains an abortion. Um, also, 59% of women who uh, obtain abortions are actually already mothers. And then oddly enough, 24% of women in the U.S. will have an abortion before the age of 45. So those were three quick facts. And that, that's actually uh, pretty interesting. So like the majority of women who was actually getting abortions already have kids. Right. So it, it's not like it's a malicious act or they just don't like kids. It's, you know, they've already at their wits end. Mistakes happen. Things happen. Um, but diving into this bill, this bill is actually going to require, uh, A, people start registering themselves uh, to get abortions. So you, you end up on another list. Mm. Also, uh, it left it very vague and open. Um, it's not that they were supporting uh, abortions after birth. They were, it, it really, when you read the bill, it leaves no real closing or solution to what happens to a child after birth. Um, they hold the doctor responsible if, say, they attempt to perform an abortion and the child still comes out alive. Um, they're saying that at that point, the doctor is immediately supposed to switch into saving the child's life uh, and doing whatever they would do for a child of that week. Um, and if they don't, uh, there are penalties involved, uh, including lawsuits, jail time, um, and it makes the nurses and other uh, assistants in the, the process uh, responsible for uh, diming out this, this doctor. But don't that defeat the purpose? Like, an abortion is to get rid of something. So you're telling me if they have an abortion and the baby comes out alive, then the, the doctor the, has to make sure that the baby stay alive, even though the purpose of it was to kill the fetus, basically. Right. So... And, and it, what really is disturbing about this is because at that point, then the mother can sue. So she paid for an abortion and she go in, the doctor goes to try to perform the abortion, but the baby still shows signs of life. At that point, the doctor needs to immediately try to save the baby. And if he, he or she doesn't immediately try to uh, save the baby, the mother can actually then uh, bring up charges or uh, file a suit against that doctor. Now, yeah, it's a lose lose situation. So, like, if they don't do anything and the mother sees it, she can sue. But if they do do something and the baby is still alive, even though she went in there to kill the baby, she. Right. So, either I can sue you for not performing the, the task that you said you was going to perform, or I can sue you for not saving the baby. Um,. That is a very rocky situation because there's many reasons and situations why women uh, would uh, try to perform an abortion. Not all of them is not because they didn't want the kid. Um, there are some medical reasons also where uh, doctors are forced to terminate. Now, when going through this process, um, it's already that you attempted to kill the kid. So the likelihood that there's going to be some kind of birth defects and things like that is very high. Um, also, 
to hold the, ob- the doctor to the obligation, at what point do you follow the patient that you're treating or the patient that was just born? Because like the person that you're treating came in for you to kill uh, the fetus. Right. And because the fetus is still alive, the money that they paid you to perform a procedure was pretty much defaulted because like, hey, you didn't perform that procedure because now you're trying to save the kid. Rick, so since you have a baby on the way, um, I I guess it's a really good question to ask. How do you feel about abortions? Well, abortions as a whole, um, I've always took me to stand that I am pro-choice. So um, regardless of the circumstances, I believe that everybody has the right to do what they want to do with their body. Um, that ranges from tattoos and piercings all the way down to abortion. I don't feel that we as a people should actually intervene with what somebody wants to do with their body unless it's uh, killing themselves. And in, in, in fact, it is killing themselves in a in a way. In a in 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 a way. But uh, everybody tried to go through the logistics of, you know, the baby isn't alive until this point or the baby doesn't have a heartbeat until this point. Uh, the thing is, it's their body. It's their choice. Um, you can't really tell anybody what to do with themselves and not providing people with a healthy way to do it. It's not going to stop the practice. So I'd rather we have a healthy alternative then you know say it's completely banned and then people are finding back alleys and other ways to uh, perform these procedures and you end up with a lot more uh box procedures a lot more injured and sick now didn't that bill say that nine physicians can also perform abortions now yes that it also opened that up too so um if you feel that you can if you have the proper waivers, then uh, a non-physician could still perform uh, the procedure. This is another reason why you would see anybody would block this bill because, again, how is that helping if we got non-doctors or people who say they know how to perform the procedure out there doing it to make you know a quick couple hundred dollars or undercut the, the facilities that's trained and prepared to do this so that they can make a quick couple dollars and now you're infected, you're sick, you're, you're, you can't have kids, period. Like any of these things can happen. Better to put your hands in a physician who knows what they're doing than to just have any back alley doctor trying to do it. Yeah, I mean, they remind me of the movie For Color Girls by Tyler Perry a long time ago when the girl went to go see um, a lady to get an abortion. She wasn't really a doctor. Um, but I think she used like a, I want to say a hanger, a wired hanger, but I'm not too sure because it's been a long time since I saw the movie, but yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. So how do you feel about this bill? Because it, once a baby heart is beaten, it's a lot. So, you know, killing the baby or allowing the baby to die is murder in effect. Well, uh, I believe that the bill, it, it has, it has a practical basis because I do understand um, if the procedure is not successful and the baby comes out alive, then yes, the doctor is obligated 
to treat a living patient. That person, uh, the baby is born at that point. The baby has the right to, to live. So it's already endured that much. The doctor should be doing everything in its power, in their power to save that baby. Because again, um, like I said, I'm pro-choice. The baby at that point is born, is no longer in the mother's body. Um, we need to do whatever we can to save it. Now, the problems I do have with the bill is the the many open-ended points to it. Uh, the many the many different things that's not stated or the caps that's not there. Uh, they talk about the different ranges of uh, compensation and things like that. But um, also in a situation like that, if the father's there or the father is a known participant, um, he still doesn't have any rights in that situation because either he's not around for the situation or he's not in the room uh, when performing that procedure. Um, and I believe that if we're going to hold the doctors responsible for that, then both parents need to be able to consent if possible. Isn't it a law? I mean, in one of the states, I think that the father do have, the father have to approve it now. I don't know which state it was. Um, I want to say it was somewhere in the South. It was somewhere in the South. Yeah, that surely is not Michigan. Um, in Michigan, uh, no one has to approve it. The mother only needs to show up with the money. And they will do what she asks. Right. I guess I go real deep into the conversation when I think about, like, once the, the baby is breathing, like, once you have an abortion and that baby is still alive, to me, I feel like that there's a greater purpose for this kid. If they made it through all this, through all what your body just went through to try to kill it and it's still alive, then why not give the baby, you know, a chance at life because it made it this far, even though it may have deformities, you know, the mother don't have to take care of it. She can, you know, put it up for adoption or something like that. But I guess that's what I what I think about it. Once the baby's made it through all that, like they need to be here. Yeah, and I look at that also, but uh, you think about the adoption process. Our adoption process is super flawed for, you know, great parents. Somehow that all of these children who go through, or a lot of the children that goes through adoption, ends up in some terrible situation, and then you have like great homes who's loving, caring, and willing to take care of these kids who have to go through all of this super red tape to actually be able to get a hold of these children. And I, I don't understand how the money hungry, uh, the money hungry, and the neglectful keep ending up with these children first. Right before these great homes do but i believe that's a topic for another day it is it is but i think that it's because they they do it so much that some of them know the system they know how to get their paperwork to the top so that's how they keep on getting the house from the kids collecting all these checks because they've been there done that yeah it's, it's a terrible practice but um as far as the the kid coming out alive you're right um at that point there is, a, I believe there is a purpose slated for that kid. Um, but also, I believe, like, the doctor took an oath. The doctor took an oath to treat any patient. Like, a doctor could be charged and uh, lose their license to practice 
if someone is in need of help around them and they don't jump in to help. And I feel like this falls under that criteria. Now, saying that if the baby is or the fetus or whatever stage they're at, and I believe at that point, the doctor need to make that. Okay, okay. Well, what we'll do is we're going to take a quick break and then we'll jump right back in. to give you a real meeker moment give you a splash of inspiration and motivation that's gonna push you through this week and get your coins so this is one thing that i thought about and this has resonated with me you know over um, an amount of time now but have you ever thought that you know like this keep on happening then this happened and this happened and it's like back to back stuff life is happening like, life is happening back to back to back. Um, and I, I call it life because I don't really want to, you know, give it, you know, say, like, well, bad stuff is happening. I don't really want to say that. It's just life that's happening. Like, and it could be small stuff, and sometimes it's large things that happen. But I want to say this, and I don't want to justify, you know, the things that everything that's happening in your life, but... What if life has been happening and you still been pushing towards your goals? While life is happening, you're still pushing towards your fin- your finish line. Or maybe you're getting ready to hit a good checkpoint in your race. It's like, what if these things are preparing you for the things that's yet to come? To make sure that you can handle it. To make sure that, you know, you don't mess things up this time. Or to make sure that you stay, you know, humble, you stay within yourself, and you stay yourself, you know? I tend to think like that a lot. That, you know, some things are happens as the setup. You know, it's a plot twist or something. So I wanted to give that as a nugget to let you know to keep going. You know, life happens all the time. And I'm telling you, like, it feels as though... Some days are harder than others, but we can win each day as long as we keep on pushing and saying, yo, my day coming. That one day, and it's not even a, it's not even just waiting for a day. It's just waiting for that moment to come where you can say, wow, that, that just happened, you know? And it's like, I think about, how Carly B felt at the Grammys. You know, I didn't watch the Grammys or anything like that, but for her to be the first female rapper to get that Grammy that she got, like, that's just a, you know, that's a crazy feeling. And then to also see, like, you know, at first, you know, she was on a climb, like, when she first came out um, with that, I forgot the song, um, is it Bodak Yellow? When she first came out, and, you know, she started from Love and Hip Hop, she came out with that song. The next thing you know, she was offset. Next thing you know, she's pregnant. Next thing you know, they engaged. And, you know, everything is going great. And then life happens, you know. Behind the scenes, things happen. 
you know, a public um, cheating scene, scandal, everything happens, you know, and it's just life, like, probably other things happen, but that's the only thing that's really public that I really... Middle schooler, when vape pens are supposed to be 18 and over, however them kids are getting those pens, you need to talk to their parents, or you need to talk to somebody else about it. That's making this available. Exactly. And the next thing that we should really be focusing on is how can we solve this problem that's going on with the strike with GM? So there's a strike that's been going on for the last seven days. I think we're entering to the eighth day pretty soon. Okay. And it's being said that this will lead us, help lead us into this recession that we're going to hit in 2020. So if it don't happen by the end of 2019, it's going to happen in 2020. Now, a lot of these articles are saying to people, yeah, don't worry about it. This is not a recession that you need to worry about. Listen, everything that goes on is something that you need to worry about. So I want to go ahead and let you guys know a little bit something about this GM, um, this GM strike that they got going on. Basically, so I'm not sure if it's GM just say like, you can't, um, they're not going to be covering the insurance at all. But people are, like, really ticked off about this because um, they originally proposed and said, all right, you guys, you know, you only pay 3% now, but what's going to happen is we're going to boost it up and make it 15%, and they backed out on what they said. And then also, when it comes to the wages, a lot of the people doesn't like the the gap when it comes to wages. Like, people that have been at GM and was getting paid more, now the increases, the percentage is not the same and they think it's unfair and then the temporary workers well see i messed up too they came up with a lot of contracts when their unions Mm -hmm. came up with a lot of contracts and a lot of people were for some of these contracts because it greased their palms at the time so now your palm ain't being greased no more it's oh no this is totally unacceptable i was making a lot more than him and how dare he come in and i'm getting a minimal raise and he's getting a dramatic raise. That's not cool. Right. Well, it is. I mean, because he needs to be balanced out in the economy. But one thing that GM is really having a problem with is they don't understand that the way they make money is the people that actually work there. Right. The people who work there, your employees are your biggest customer. Yeah. I don't know if you haven't found that out. You haven't did a focus group on who buy your cars. But you should really take care of your employees. When they did that mass layoff mm-hmm. and they closed all those factories, you see how the market share started to go down. Because the people who buy your product, you just fired hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah. That was, oh, now we had to figure out how to push more cars. To who? You fired the people who bought the car, buy the cars. And they fam, they family and their friends, because they were also giving a discount to family and friends. Mm-hmm. And that was more people buying cars. Once they lost all benefit, they stopped buying stuff. So GM needs to really look at where they make their profits and take care of the people who's supposed to be taken care of. See, all of this stuff that's happening, it's, it's going to affect, and I, I don't always want to bring it back to the color but a lot of our people have these factory jobs, especially yes. here in Michigan. Um, I know Ohio was affected really bad. Absolutely. Um, and a few other states. But it's like it's affecting us the most. Mm-hmm. And one thing that You're I did, one thing that I did pull out of uh, the Revolt Summit, they were talking about that we need to have our own um, Democrat Party. And 
you know. I don't think we should be Democrat. I mean, well. Like, what Democrats used to stand for mm-hmm. ain't there no more. They have no unity. They have no understanding. Everybody is super liberal. Everybody Now you look at Democrats and they want to be on the popular side of things. Mm-hmm. So they stand for nothing anymore. They just with popularity. Yeah. A lot of people believe in this, so you got Democrats jumping on this. Mm-hmm. They jump where publicity is. Mm-hmm. But then you got Republicans who's super conservative and they budge for nothing. Nah. We want the good old days. That's it. Mm-hmm. When was the good old days that you looking for? I don't remember them for my people, so that's why we have this disagreement. But, like he said at the summit, black people was most successful when black people were Republicans. So, yeah. something to look at. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you guys gotta really check this out. I know we threw a lot of information because it's just been a lot that has been going on, and Absolutely. I want to make sure that we touch on everything because a lot of this is super important. I mean, I know it that you. it affects you a lot, but it's it's important. I feel like we focus on the wrong thing when it comes to because of social media for right. one. Absolutely. But I think if we stop sharing so much of the fighting videos, of the twerking videos, I know it's entertaining and I know it's fun. But you can't do that seven days out of the week and expect to grow. Right. I'm, I understand. I'm lenient with everything because I want to have fun too. I want to enjoy my enjoy the rest of my twenties. I only got three le- three years left. Oh, but I, I want to enjoy. Old. You know. But I'm I'm just saying I want to enjoy life too. But at the same time, there has to be a balance, y'all. At like cost. <laughs> yeah, it, we, it has to be a balance. We have to learn as the people that we need to stick together. Because right. back in the day when we stuck together, we was good. Beyond good. We was great. Well, what do you say? Um... The best years for black people was seven. The seven years mm-hmm. after the, uh, civil, the civil war, uh, the civil rights um, that was passed in 1866. I think it was so. That was the best seven years because we were the working class at mm-hmm. the time. We were slaves, mm-hmm. so we did all of the work, and then we worked with each other, and we built together, and we bought up the country, mm-hmm. and then somewhere along the line. Yeah, we were hit with a bunch of loopholes in law and all that that took a lot of stuff from us. Mm-hmm. But then we started giving away stuff to have this American dream. Yeah. So now it's more so about the popularity contest. Everybody wants to be the popular person. Mm-hmm. No one wants to be the person doing what's right. Exactly. So, like, we have to pay attention to these things now because, I mean, you're up. Mm-hmm. We are the next politicians, the, the rulers of the country, and... We have to know what's going on, what should be done, what needs to be corrected, and what's going on. We need to focus on, especially um, us ourselves, but also the next generation. Right. We need to focus and let them know that not everyone will be basketball players. Not everyone will um, be a singer or Beyonce. Uh, not everyone. We're not going to all do the same thing. Like It's a lot of jobs out here that we need to get, that we're Absolutely. neglecting. Like, it's a lot of fields that we all need to be involved in. Um, I never wanted to be involved in, like, politics, but I'm like, if there is a drought... <laughs> you might need to. I might need to do it, because if nobody else want to do it, who's going to pick up on the slack? Right. Like, I'm not a person... I had to really discover, and I'm still discovering, like, what I really want. And I noticed one thing with me, like, I don't need power. I don't need somebody to tell me that... I'm in control. Like, you know, I don't, I don't have to. Yeah, I don't I don't need that. 
I know within myself that I have the power that I need to get to my next step, and that's all that I need. Right. (laughs) But it's some people that wants to be on top of everything and just look down. That's the problem problem. with politics right now. Do you know who I am? I don't care who you are. What have you done for me? Exactly. I don't care about your name. What can what can we do? What can I how can I help you to help me to help them so that we can all coexist? We can get along. We don't have to keep on making it about a race thing if you just fix the problem. Just fix the problem. Very simple. It's a very simple request. Fix the issue. Treat everybody fairly. I feel like court shouldn't even have the defendant walk into the court. Because once you walk in, people make an assessment of what you did based off of how you look. Exactly. Present a sheet of paper, no name, just a list of the crimes that the person committed, and a list of your evidence of who did this crime. Mm-hmm. You make your assessment based off of that's enough evidence to definitely convict whoever said name person is mm-hmm. of this crime. I mean, I think it's a really good idea. Like they did on Futurama. When Bender, Bender was at the... Um, <laughs> he was at the court and he was trying to get away from the mafia. So they put a little thing over his face so you couldn't see him. But they messed up because they could really see him. But I'm saying that's a good idea. So that yeah. we can't we can't say that, yo... They did this because they're black. Right. They did this because they're Caucasian. Like, we can honestly say this is a fair... The defendant. It just says the defendant. But you know what I messed Shana that up? Fatima, I was about not, to say. <laughs> not, no names, just the defendant. Because if they and see Deontay... Right. Oh, well, he got to be black. And then you come in here and you're like, yeah. oh, well, your mama should have named you something black. You wouldn't be in jail. But if you just come in and say the defendant, mm-hmm. because what the prosecutor is supposed to do is have the burden of proof. Mm-hmm. The prosecutor is supposed to prove you did this. But what the prosecutor do is put you in there, mm-hmm. talk about what you did in the past, and look at him. We're like, well, yeah, he definitely look like he do crime again. Yeah, he'll do it. Yeah, so instead of presenting you... Pr- Back, we got a lot of great shows to come up. And we got our clothing line that's going to be releasing soon. Oh, getting closer and closer. So, yes, so guys, stay tuned. Make sure you check out next week's show. It's going to get better and better. And hopefully, we'll be coming to you on a TV screen soon. So, just keep an eye out. And this has been Moments with Mika and... Rick. Wow. <laughs> wow. We're going to do this over. Because <laughs> I just gave you a lot of energy. Let's do this. Ready? Okay. This has been Moments with Mika and... And Rick. Oh, that's it. Uh, You guys have a great one.